Welcome to the show. It's Brandon Burns. This is the Team Up podcast and vodcast show. If you're listening, a very big welcome to you and also welcome to this week's episode. We'll dive into that very shortly. But just to remind everyone and encourage you all to review us on the iTunes store, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher and many other platforms. And also you can visit us at teamupdigital.com.au and get in contact with us at info at teamupdigital.com.au. So that's enough from us for now, but on to the weekly show. But thanks again, it's Brandon from the Team Up Show, and enjoy. See you on the other side. Okay, welcome back everyone to the Team Up Show with Brandon Burns, your host. And I'm very excited to bring you another episode today. With me is Principal Lawyer at Harwood Andrews, our corporate and commercial practice here in Geelong, Paul Gray. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Brandon. How are you travelling today? I'm, I'm pretty good, actually. Nice one. Um, this is our first recording for the day, so energy's up and I'm excited. Um, for those of you listening on our podcast across iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, and those of you watching on YouTube, you may recognise Paul. He's um, He's been frequenting the halls of Runway Geelong here, which is a, a government-backed startup incubator, which we both uh, tenant out of. And uh, Paul's been kind enough to give me his time today, which is always a worthwhile exercise and um, something we value highly from a lawyer. He's probably <laughs> time is money, as you know, and uh, we've already given Brandon my invoice for the uh, for the full hour. That's right. That's is that what right. we agreed? That's great. Yeah. That, well, yeah. That's that's correct. Um, look, I'll I'll, um, I'll address that after the episode. <laughs> but uh, now Paul's joined me um, to talk predominantly today about professional services firms like Harwood Andrews. And the disruption that's currently taking place, both from an external force and also from within, but also how some professional services firms can better manage that disruption and perhaps even look to partner with startups who make up a big part of our audience who are both watching and listening. And how perhaps that in the corporate environment, startups and professional services firms can find more synergies and work better together. So um, we've got a couple of topics that we're going to cover today, but that's the key one. And I thought I'd invite Paul onto the show because he's an expert in that space and he's had some experience directly um, in these scenarios. So it's going to be a really valuable episode for, for startups and entrepreneurs listening and also to get a real good insight into a professional services firm and how um, they're leading the charge in, in partnering with startups and helping um, pioneer that space and, and make the two work better together. So Look, I've talked too much already, but I thought what we'd do is um, I'll get Paul to introduce himself, tell us a little bit about your journey that's brought you to, to here today, and also if you could give us um, some exposure and insight into Harwood Andrews and its its role in the community and, and what you guys are currently doing there. So Sure thing. Happy yeah. to, Brandon. Uh, and it's worth saying that the topic's really uh, interesting and right up my alley. I, I get here by a path a little less travelled. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, like most, uh, like many people, I um, uh, have had my phone ringing, which <laughs> that's, is always no, no, embarrassing. It's good, no, no. That that proves that that we are authentic and real here. You know, these things happen. Technology. <laughs> you know, like many uh, young law students out of. University, I went out and did four or five years in a corporate law practice. Yes. Uh, got a whole lot of experience in a whole uh, breadth of, of corporate and commercial law. Uh, and then took a bit of a left turn you know, at a you know, beautifully timed manoeuvre right at the start of the global financial crisis, decided to start my own business. Fantastic. Uh, so have experienced a startup journey from the other side mm-hmm. uh, and 
and had the roller coaster ride uh, with a, a company called BatLogic for about two or three years. Yes. Uh, what did that, they do? Uh, sports engineering. We we designed, uh, manufactured, and sold uh, sporting equipment. Great. Also, I did some consulting. Uh, uh, call out to Andrew and Ed, who are still carrying the flag, actually mainly based out here in Geelong. Fantastic. Uh, and after that, decided to do something entirely different mm -hmm. and went in-house and uh, provided legal services to Telstra. So okay. I ran a number of Telstra's legal teams, both through product development, uh, commercialisation mm -hmm. and sales and delivery uh, yep. across their product suite. Perfect. Uh, and after about seven or eight years there, have ended up down here in Geelong. So I have lived here for many years, but uh, decided that being close to the family and seeing the growth and opportunity mm -hmm. in Geelong, that coming down and I guess facing the challenge of, of a growing a business myself down here would yep. be something worthwhile. So find myself at Howard Andrews now sort of three months old. Wow. So tell me about your role specifically at Harwood Andrews and also give me a, a bit of an insight into your involvement um, in an official capacity here at Runway Geelong. Sure thing. So Howard Andrews uh, is about 150 people strong across mm -hmm. four offices. As you mentioned, uh, we, we provide a full service law firm and we're the biggest uh, and the oldest as well here in Geelong. We actually predate Victoria, amazingly. Wow. Which makes this conversation about disruption and change a really interesting one because mm -hmm. we do have a long history and often history can be, a, you know, I guess a, a burden on yes. change and, and make change difficult. Uh, so uh, Howard Andrews does need to look to the future and if you, if you look at our brand and mm -hmm. the way we want to be perceived and the way we look at ourselves, we want to be progressive, we want to be innovative. That's and one of the ways we do that is to really involve ourselves in the growth uh, sector within the markets in which we operate. So mm -hmm. for Geelong, a part of that growth sector is the startup community. Uh, we come down here and I'm responsible for our relationship with Runway. Mm -hmm. uh, the CEO, uh, Peter Dostas, and I meet regularly and we contribute to the education to, of the startups. Uh, we're also challenged, and I guess this is where we start talking about how we interact with small and growing businesses mm -hmm. because those small and growing businesses are the most challenging for any professional service firm, be they legal or accounting or otherwise, Yes, in that they have needs, they need mm -hmm. to be set up properly, they need the right advice, but of course they've got no money. Yep. And so how does one service that market environment? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, the sort of the challenge of our times in a sense from a professional service perspective, uh, particularly when you see a whole lot of other trends through the professional services world mm -hmm. arriving and really challenging the way we've always done business. Mm -hmm. uh, and quite simply, the, the traditional model of inviting someone to come to your offices and sit down for an hour with a partner and a junior and uh, taking longhand notes on a bit of paper and then walking back to your desk and yep. either dictating something or drafting a contract is just out of the, the, the reach from a cost perspective of most small businesses. So uh, we're down here to help growth, but also to learn a lot. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. So Harwood Andrews, I believe, is Melbourne, Ballarat, Albury, and your head office is in Geelong. Okay, cool. So with that in mind, you've obviously had some exposure to some regional centres. Um, and how would you describe Geelong in particular from a technological and an entrepreneurial uh, uh, perspective? Oh, the Geelong story is really nicely documented, isn't it? I think yep. it's particularly over the last five or six years where you know, we see this massive shift from manufacturing to professional services and a need for growth. 
Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, and particularly when I look at Howard Andrews' client base, we look at old Geelong versus new Geelong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's no clear line between those two, but uh, the new Geelong of uh, you know, new government agencies coming down, bringing professionals and new ideas, as well as hubs like this, which mm-hmm. uh, foster innovation and growth, uh, means that the, I guess, the sprouts of growth are here yep. after manufacturing has walked out the door. And yes. it's a real turnaround story. Mm-hmm. It's something that other regional centres are already talking about. And, you know, we talked to uh, my colleagues in, in Albury, mm-hmm. uh, obviously the Albury-Rodonga region as a really large one that straddles mm-hmm. the border. Again, is looking at how does Geelong do it? Yes. How, how can great. we learn off these sort of uh, experiences? All right, excellent. Okay, that's great. So it's uh, it's important and, and, and great to hear an insight into Howard Andrews and the work you and, and the team is doing, especially with regards to startups, because that leads us into the next topic, which we want to have a chat about, and that is the change that's occurring in professional services and the disruption that's taking place. And I'd love to get your views on the disruption that perhaps you've seen that's happened as a result of this change. Mm. And then also I'd love to get an idea of some disruption perhaps that you see as a proactive measure that professional services um, firms could take in order to um, grow their their participation in the in the tech and entrepreneurial space and, and to diversify their businesses. So, yeah, tell me a bit about this change in professional services and, and what you've seen happening recently. Sure thing. Well, what I thought I'd do, I'd, I'd talk about a couple of themes mm-hmm. and these themes are, are what they are. Uh, but I think they are both uh, dangerous for firms that don't change, mm-hmm. but they are opportunities for firms that are prepared to, but also mm-hmm. opportunities for non-legal participants out there to make a business, to create mm-hmm. something new, to disrupt an industry. Yep. And I think that that's the most exciting. You know, the legal industry is big. Yep. Uh, and the the opportunities for non-legal players to get in and build something is is there and growing and we already see this uh particularly over the last sort of five or six years the investment in legal tech has increased exponentially mostly in the us but also in in australia and we will follow that trend Uh, and these are non-legal players coming in and effectively saying we can do this better Mm -hmm. and or we can take what you do and crunch it in a way that makes you more efficient or Mm -hmm. makes the end result better for your clients okay um, everything from machine learning to AI uh, to to process re-engineering, offshoring, labour arbitrage is amazing scope of things that, that yes. are coming at, at legal and accounting and other professional service firms from all directions. Uh-huh. And so in terms of a couple of themes, the first one I wanted to talk about was this concept of demystification. Mm-hmm. Uh, professionals all over the world have traditionally been shrouded in this... Um, shroud of mystery almost you know what do they do there's this specialist language <laughs> you know we start, we like quoting latin and all that sort of thing uh and this is really a protection mechanism you know mm-hmm. it means we have the knowledge and we don't want to share it and if you want to access that knowledge then you have to come to us and we'll yep. charge you for it okay and i think there's been a real demystification of that it's a really active demystification of the language and what lawyers actually do mm-hmm. uh everything from uh online forms and uh people realizing that perhaps they don't need to go to a lawyer in some sort of in some circumstances yep, totally. a lot of self-help mm-hmm. a lot of self-guidance uh, and all of a sudden uh, legal and accounting and all the other professions are fair game let's go have a crack at them so I think mm-hmm. that's sort of the the, 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 the mist of uh, of complexity is starting to lift yep. and people can have a go at it 
I think also there's the second theme is about emerging skills. And so uh, professionals are communicating differently. Um, while previously we sat in our offices and waited for people to come in mm -hmm. uh, to, to give us work, now we're having to actively communicate with our customers in a different way. Yep. Uh, we are becoming more data-driven. Mm -hmm. So what used to be a, an, entire, an industry entirely built on you know, rule of thumb or what we did before um, starts becoming uh, a much more data-driven and analytical-driven uh, service experience for everyone, yep, totally which, which again uh, changes. Um, and our, obviously our relationship with technology is, mm -hmm. is massively changing and technology is being pushed into all corners of our practice. So tell me what kind of non-specific um, skills you've seen coming out of that space. So the, there's, a, there's a bunch of skills that I guess are really non-traditional from a legal or professional services background that I think really present the opportunities mm -hmm. and they relate to uh, how we communicate differently with mm -hmm. customers. So we don't, uh, you know, previously we sat in an office and waited for people to walk in our front door. Now we need to engage with our clients differently we need to be there on social media mm -hmm. be there on a on a website and, and perhaps in on other platforms here yes. i am doing a podcast for goodness sakes yeah uh data is a big one so data science is uh already in the legal industry and that mm -hmm. will only grow making data data driven decisions within mm -hmm. our industry about not only how we run our firms but also how we uh, provide services to mm -hmm. our clients and the services that we provide there's also a diversification skill. So ultimately, you know, what are the things that law firms could do based on what they, you know, what their training enables yes. them to do, but they don't at the moment. So mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of bolt-on opportunities. And I think, you know, the big one that flows through all of that is the relationship with technology is changing. Mm -hmm. It's not a traditional skill in the legal field, but it's a great opportunity for, for people bringing that into the professions. Great. Excellent. Okay. So or anything else to add on that point just before I move to the next? Uh, I think the big one, and it, and it might underlay a lot of this, is around labour models. Mm -hmm. the, the, the process re-engineering that professional services firms are going through, again, with the, with the help of people who have done this in other industries and brought it in, okay. is around saying, well, what does a lawyer do? Uh, and how much of that is really legal advice and how much is it, does it actually need to be done by a lawyer? And mm -hmm. if you just take out the 10% of an end-to-end legal task that actually needs to be done by a lawyer, who's going to do the other 90? And can yes. we do that at a lower cost mm -hmm. or differently or more directly to the client? Uh, and that disaggregation of the mm -hmm. legal task is just ripe for so many opportunities, both internally and externally. Great. All right. So talk to me about client engagement within the professional services firm and how this um, disruption can benefit the client engagement. Mm. So I think you just talked about um, different platforms and um, mediums in which you're using to communicate, mm. you know, both individually and as a firm. So talk to me about how client engagement seeing uh, a bit of change. Yeah, look, and this is about less about what we deliver, but how we deliver it. And my, my view has always been that... Uh, the, the business market in particular is changing how it consumes professional services. So mm -hmm. if we need to uh, cater for that change, we need to deliver things differently. And so the ability to uh, provide self-help tools, mm -hmm. uh, engage with people digitally, yes. deliver, deliver advice quickly rather than 
uh, waiting a week to consider something and uh, provide provide a, um, a letter of advice or something by mail. Yes. Uh, these sorts of things. And this is where working with businesses that are wanting to grow quickly mm-hmm. and startups are a really good example of that, challenge our thinking about how we can actually deliver. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that brings me to the next point, which is uh, professional services firms and, and those existing in the, in the corporate arena, established businesses, larger types. Um, I would assume that it's growing the number that are opening themselves up to working with startups, startups, excuse me. But maybe you could tell me about your view internally um, that, you, that you've had recently with working with startups and then also what you've seen happening across the industry sure in the thing. last six, 12 months. Sure thing. Startups are, I guess, at one end of the spectrum and I, I really like to talk about in, industries and businesses that are growing mm-hmm. uh, and startups are, I guess, a, a, a really important slice of that. They're certainly the most sexy. Yes. Uh, they're, the, they're the ones that every law firm that. wants yep. to have the, yes. you know, up on their website, you know, where it's startup law and it's, it's, it's cool and just, all that sort of thing. Just on that point, because um, I think it's relevant for, for the startups that are in, that are in our audience. Um, you talked about, and look, you're jokingly a little bit, but with a professional services firm, obviously to be associated with a startup can be a, a quite a cool thing. But is it also about um, projecting that image that you're sharing the journey potentially with a startup that um, may exist in a similar space to you, but also is, is it a way of sort of showing that you're giving back and you're sharing your learnings and knowledge? Any relationship needs to have value going both ways. Mm-hmm. And I think the challenge that most professional services firms have had is that the value that they see coming back to them is dollars. Okay. I don't see it quite that way. I think that there's some real value to come back to professional services firms when they engage with startups that mm-hmm. are around learning. And so I mm-hmm. want to be challenged by businesses that are growing, particularly if they have a small budget, because they're going to say, this is what I need and this is what I can afford. Mm-hmm. And that says to me, I've got two options. I can either say, thank you very much, I'm going to go and find the big end of town. Mm-hmm. But that's really... I think a dead end because everyone's going to the big end of town. It's just going to that big end of town is shrinking. Yes. Um, or I can say, what can I do differently? How can I deliver what you need, which might not be the gold-plated legal service, uh, but enough to get you by to reduce your risks as you grow your business? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how can I deliver that in a way that I can do that profitably and you can still get the benefit of it? And that's really challenging. Great. Uh, that's an awesome point for startups and entrepreneurs um, breaking down the barrier of thinking that perhaps they can't. You know, afford to have a conversation with a professional services firm like yours. Um, at least that's been my experience with um, my exposure to you in the short period of time we've known each other is that there is a real breaking down of the barrier. And um, I think there's a lot of, of knowledge and, and resources that can be accessed by you know, building a relationship with a professional services firm like yourself, Harwood Andrews, um, especially if you're a startup and um, one of the parts that a lot of startups probably wouldn't consider or, or, or would have to navigate quite early on but don't realise is, you know, equity, um, agreements between uh, agreements between business owners, um, patenting, trademarking, mm. registering things. Um, and it's all, it's, it's all stuff that I'm sure is, is accessible and, and more than willing to be shared, but it's just it, it seems to be that a lot of startups see that in the bag of a professional services firm or I really have to pay for that advice and it's... Well, and mostly you do. And, but I think that one, I'm a big believer in what I call micro-advice. Okay. Talk that, to me about that. Well, micro-advice is uh, making sure you, 
you you don't get tripped up by the things you don't know about. Mm-hmm. So great point. Small bits of advice drip fed along the way will go a long way. Yep. And you don't need the gold-plated advice at the start of your startup mm-hmm. to make sure you get to where you want to go. You might need it a bit further down the track. What you want to do is make sure you don't fall down the big hole with the spikes at the bottom of it as you get through your first couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of law firms are, A, giving out a lot of free stuff. Mm-hmm. So there are law firms out there giving away suites of documents. No advice surrounding that, but here's some documents that you can use. Off you go. You know, these will sort of help you get to mm-hmm. get to a point later in your journey. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a good point. I know from my experience, having had a startup in, in the past, um, a shareholder agreement, for example, I would assume, and, and, and at least from our experience, that the first place you start is Google. And you say to yourself, okay, well, I need a template. But obviously, um, if something similar that could be received by uh, a relationship with a professional services firm, like you said, um, the value is provided up front, but it's it's not with a lot of um, massive advice. However, it's a it's a resource that's provided by someone they can trust and then turn to when they get at that stage of, okay, I now need to form this into a proper document. I need to tailor it for my business. How do I go about that? And that's certainly the model that we've taken with the runway startups down here is that we've we've developed a portal Mm -hmm. Uh, we give access to the startups they uh can this portal is accessible on the harvard andrews website no no it's accessible only for the runway startups at this point in time so it's a portal that's been designed specifically for the successful startups at runway that's right okay cool and so this is like a a wiki a resource center of basically and we're, we're hoping to 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 grow it over time but ultimately it's it's in the theme of paying it forward so you know as we do little bits of micro advice for for startups as go as we go we can share that advice you know confidentiality uh you know, protected but share that knowledge with the rest of the startups so there is a bit of a pay it forward uh, mm-hmm. aspect to the work that businesses do with us yes um, to the extent things can be templated again they can be made available so we think that as that is a growing resource we can see that as a really big contribution to startups perhaps not this year perhaps not next year but as that grows and the ecosystem gets more developed in Geelong that's yes. a, a really important starting point to enable businesses to de-risk themselves for that really first critical you know two or three years when they do need some more technical and detailed legal advice and we're there to help them Beautiful. at that point too. Okay so my next point I'd love to get your insight on is technology so Two parts. First is I'd love to hear as a professional services firm what's been the biggest challenge that you've faced with technology. And then beyond that, I'd love to hear from you the biggest opportunity you see that exists with technology, whether it be advancing your business or partnering with entrepreneurs and startups in that space. Sure thing. So legal firms are... Very much similar to every other business when it comes yeah. to purchasing technology. I think that technology is a is a black box to many people. They don't understand how it works. Yep. Uh, it is specialised. It is, uh, however, still a, dr- a real driver of growth and innovation. Mm-hmm. So you do need to invest in it. And, you know, as you said, we're like many other uh, industries where we purchase technology blindly. Yeah. And perhaps without the knowledge that we need. So... Uh, certainly with my background in that technology space and having a good grasp of the technology, mm-hmm. that's one of the conversations I'm looking to to have with businesses in Geelong around understanding the purchasing process, mm-hmm. uh, making your business resilient 
when it uses technology and understanding the risks that you're adopting when you buy a piece of tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if we can do that, that's a, that's a good thing for everyone. Great. All right. So is there anything that perhaps I haven't asked you or touched on that you think is relevant both for yourself, Harvard Andrews, and the role you're playing currently in the community in the startup space? Uh, no, not really. I think that the it's you know we, we've talked really nicely around the learning flows. Yes, and you know learning as a as a valuable asset that is seen as a valuable asset for mm-hmm. professional services firms a, a big takeout and for for businesses looking to get into the space or looking to access professional services use that as as currency. Yep. You know you, you learn from us mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for some for some pro- small micro professional advice that we we need along the way. I love it. All right. Well, for those of you listening, you probably can't see, but those watching, I've got the Harwood Andrews website up on our background. So the the URL is www.harwoodandrews.com.au. I'll share Paul's details both on the podcast and also on our YouTube channel and across social media. But um, if there's any advice you'd give to a startup or or how best to go about seeking some of that micro advice with you, Paul, obviously I'll I'll share details and to get in touch, but is there anything perhaps that you share with a startup or entrepreneur to at least consider or prepare as a real basic measure in advance so that they can be best placed to have a conversation with you that they'll get maximum value out of? There are some wonderful checklists that are available online, but also that we produce that people should spend the time to think about. One of the great aspects of the Runway program here is that they devote, you know, a number of days in their program yes. to think about this sort of stuff. Okay. And, you know, you mentioned a few before, you know, what are, what are the relationships between your investors? What are your expectations? Ultimately, many of the legal documentation uh, that we put together is about mitigating risks that might arise. Yes. So might sound counterintuitive when you're thinking optimistically about how to build your business but ultimately what happens if it just doesn't work yeah what might happen what are your expectations no i think that's if you can think about that that's really helpful yeah anything and 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 from my direct experience but also with a lot of the businesses we come into contact with every day we always talk to them about the basic um things that they can they can get out of the way quickly and have worked through so that they can answer questions you may have or a potential investor may have or perhaps even a program like Runway Geelong might have when they apply. So we talk to businesses every day about a business case, a marketing plan, a way to monetize your idea, a shareholder agreement. Um, So yeah, I think that's great. Look, I've got the Runway Geelong website here up live as well. Those listening, it's runwaygeelong.com.au. We'll share a link to the portal so that you can access those uh, resources or at least a link to a page where you can see info on where to start um, and also, more importantly, how to apply because it's a a great program. But um, for now, I want to thank Paul Gray from Harwood Andrews, their principal lawyer, so much for your time and your insights. Um, That's been fun. Yeah, it has. And I'm sure there's plenty more to come out of this. So you'll probably see Paul's face and hear his voice on the on the podcast and vodcast in the near future. We'll get him back on and we'll, um, we'll maybe put it out to the audience for a topic you'd like to hear a little bit more on. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be guided by you. But for now, thank you so much, Paul, for your time. And uh, until next time, uh, thank you. No worries. It's been fun. <laughs> no worries at all. But... <laughs> Another amazing episode here on the Team Up Show. Thanks so much to our wonderful guests, 
that's it for now guys but don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes store on Stitcher and Spotify and to get in touch with us maybe you want to be one of our next guests or maybe you've got some suggestions for our content we're more than happy to hear from you you can email through at info at teamupdigital.com.au and find us across social media on LinkedIn Facebook Instagram and Twitter for now thanks so much for listening guys and we'll see you on the next episode